but it's that's so retrograde. It's that's so retrograde. It's our favorite part of the week. What is that's so retrograde? That's so retrograde is a podcast. It's a lifestyle, actually. Truly. It's just trying to find out what's good, try to help us all live our best fucking life. Unpacking some wellness things, as they might say, but really, as you said, it's just living our best best. Yeah. Like Oprah taught us. Uh-huh. I'm Elizabeth Cott. I'm Stephanie Sambari. And where are you, Oprah? Manifest destiny. She's probably so far picking kale because it's like the harvest. Did you watch that video where her and Ellen are talking about who, when they've last been to the bank? No, I heard about it. Oh that, my God, though. it's so funny. They're both sitting. I don't know where what it was for. I think Oprah was on Ellen. Uh-huh. I could be wrong about that. But they're sitting and, and Oprah's like, when's the last time you went to the bank? And Ellen's like, I don't even remember. Because, you know, once you become like that right. person, you don't, need you to don't do go that to the anymore. bank. And then Oprah's like, I went recently. And Ellen's like, really? Why? And she's like, I don't know. I just wanted to like remember what it felt like to go to the bank. She's like, whoa. She's like, yeah, I just went and like deposited a million dollars. And Ellen starts laughing and they're both laughing. It's kind of like hilarious and evil, but beautiful. And then Oprah goes, just kidding. It was two million. <laughs> Relatable. I know. On one hand, I was like, that's so unrelatable. But on the other hand, I was like, yes, bitches. Like you fucking worked your ass off. You've both created Truly. empires. Like, it's like, it's not about being greedy. It's about celebrating your accomplishments and how much you've put into your life's work. And I just like loved that. And honestly, if I could scratch going to the bank off my to-do list. I went today and it was not That sounds fun. amazing. I did not enjoy it. You know how I hate grown-up stuff and that really files oh, into Oh, you hate grown-up stuff? If you hate grown-up stuff, where am I at on that Because <laughs> I'm the more grown-up one? Yeah, I can't even, <laughs> I like love Rent the Runway and wanted to do it so bad, but I was like, I just can't because I'll never return any of this stuff. That's true. You only really, you only used your month for one yeah, order. because I'm basically be stealing guys, stuff. But we love Rent the Runway and if you guys want to use our code, no, it's still it's going. No, it's such an amazing service. I'm just too irresponsible My for anything Claire like that. My bag that I have right here. Yeah, it's you also. you guys can't see because we're recording this. Visual. But. But um, <laughs> anyway, it also took me a month to send my mom the edibles she asked for. Right. Hey, Jill. Hi, Jill. Thanks for being a stoner and setting the bar too high. Um, hey, let's get into this really dope get, okay. episode. This episode, my goodness, it is Course in Miracles talks about how a shift in perception is the definition of a miracle. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, if that is the case, then this episode, this recording, this conversation was the definition of a miracle for me. I feel like coming off the heels of everything that we've all been experiencing on a day-to-day in the world, and then also the last few episodes that we've had where we really kind of like unpacked some of the darker sides of life, this is a real window into how we can deal with these things and bring the lightness and understand that um, it's within our control how we perceive and how we react to the world that we're experiencing. Exactly. And I love it so much. Like when we both, when we were done recording this, you guys, we recorded it a couple weeks ago. Full disclosure. We were both like, oh my God, like we both needed that. And I think we both referenced some of the things that he said mm-hmm. uh, increasingly as we've left the recording. Oh yeah. So you guys, without further ado, I think we should just yeah. drop in. Um, this is our second uh and a technically half. third but second and a half time that we've sat with shaman Dirk, and we couldn't be more excited to bring you guys this conversation so roll it well this is exciting yes it i is. would say i would say it's extremely exciting because one of our favorite people a tsr all-star if you will yes he's on the dream team for he sure he made some waves in the first episode he did with us and now he's back to spread more messages of peace and consciousness. Let's welcome back Shaman Durek. 
We love you. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. I'm trapped in um, dream team metaphors in my brain. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, is he a forward? Is he on defense? What exact position are you playing? I'm actually the not even on the field. Actually, you know, here, here's actually one of the truth is, is that I'm on the field and off the field. Oh. Because okay. I'm actually existing in quantum fields. Oh. Yeah, so I'm watching the game, uh-huh, and I'm like, uh-huh. okay, we're going to make this move, uh-huh. and I'm also in the game, uh-huh. you know, experiencing it. And you're coaching. Like a dream, because that's what a dream team is, right? You dream, you're playing either the character who's either watching the dream or you're participating in the dream. I heard someone that in dreams you're every person in the dream mm. like your consciousness is like somehow that that's one way of representing it yeah 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 I mean there, there's a there's a point uh, to be taken in that however the dream itself is an accumulation not just of the fact of yourself but it's also an accumulation of the emotions that you have so your mm. emotions are playing in that dream as well too so a person may show up but it's not you in the sense of your true mental process right. but it's in the way you're emotionalizing things in right. the world such as in yourself or towards another person how you're actually projecting that towards another person and then how do you take responsibility can also show up in your dream as another person of how you actually take responsibility with that person to confront them or to run away from them. Right. We've really been wanting to get a dream person on the show. That's not what this show is. I, I know everything about dreams. You do? Oh, oh yeah, okay. of course. Well, new episode <laughs> plan. <laughs> I mean, I'm a shaman. That's what we do. We, we know we dream knowledge. We understand dream journeying, dream warriors, dream you know, dream traveling, and then being able to use um, uh, both the knowledge of the astro as well as becoming lucid, and then um, also becoming double lucid, which means that you're actually tapping into yourself in another dimension that you're dreaming and you're dreaming about each other. Whoa. Oh, I've heard of those stories where people yeah. are like, I dreamt about you last night. And they're like, I dreamt about you last night. You guys were together. Mm-hmm. That's wild. But you can be at a different time frame completely. So you can be at a different time frame because in the astral plane, there's no such thing as time. So everything is contained within data and knowledge. So whatever, if you go before them, let's say you're in a time frame, it's like in the morning and they're actually sleeping, right? right. They could have a dream you know, about the situation and then your whole day can go by and you can actually access into their dream because the data and information is stored in the astral plane, which is amazing. It's like an astral cortex. <laughs> And the cool thing is, is that you that exist on a quantum level, meaning you in this embodiment, has other bodies that exist in other parts and other dimensions. You can actually tap into that part and dream about each other and think you're dreaming about something in the future, but it's actually you in the future that's dreaming about you. <gasps> yeah, it's pretty amazing when you get to the understanding of like the, uh, the physics of it and the, like the quantum physics and how space folds and how we actually integrate within each other in that process. That's why I always say like be nice to a person because you're actually really being nice to yourself, you know? Ooh, yeah. Interstellar 2. Yeah, right? We mentioned, <laughs> we mentioned that you're a shaman, and this is your second time on the program. Actually, I would say second and a half time, because we had you on the Mind Body Green episode that we did, in which we met Oh, yeah, you. and revitalized. So this is, welcome back for the second and a half time. Um, we talked about your whole shamanism and what that is on the first episode, so to our listeners who have not heard that episode, I definitely suggest you go back and listen to it because that I don't think we've had more positive feedback from one particular episode like we've had from yours. So thank you so much again for being here. Yeah, thank you. I'm very, I mean, it's all of us together. It's not just me. It's not a me, me. It's a we, we. Right. But like also you're you're the guest for this show today. So like from that way of thinking, (laughs) it is you. Yeah. So um, (laughs) She's like, check. (laughs) She's like, check, shaman. (laughs) That's my new catchphrase, shaman. Yeah, boom. I don't know. I don't know. I'm out the building. (laughs) Um, We wanted to talk today about the idea of victim consciousness. This is definitely, I don't think, a phrase that I think I've labeled what I've been feeling, but I definitely think my brain has dipped into this format of thinking 
especially with the political climate. So, um, can you define that for us? Yes, just like give us the bare basics. Yeah, so victim consciousness means that you actually look from your standpoint at the world as if something's happening to you. So it becomes a bit of a narcissistic way of looking at life. You begin to think that everything that's happening is 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 like an extension of your of an effect of you. So it's like uh, someone says something, you you know, instead of going like, oh, whatever they're saying, no matter how it may sound, you always have the mindset and the perception that it's actually coming from a, a place that's here to help you, to lift you, to take you further, and you're not seeing the cup empty. But victim consciousness right. is seeing the cup empty and always looking from the void or the fear. And so what happens is is you go through life and you're reacting to things and you're constantly being the victim. Someone says something to you you don't like, you play the victim. Your kid has a difficult day at school, you play the victim mom, the victim dad. You may even convince your kids to be victims. Um, you know. And so what's happening is when you play the victim is exactly what the system wants. The whole system is to keep you a victim so you'll never see the true potential of your being, right? Mm. I mean, if you go back to like the beginning victim stages of our consciousness, go back to when you first arrived at Earth as a child. You first started learning your learning developments and what did you learn about yourself? You learned that your only antiquation of love and the value of love comes from the idea of you following the rules, doing what is said, um, not getting in trouble and owning something, creating something or being something in the eyes of your authority figures. So outside of that paradigm is the idea that you don't and you become an outcast, you get grounded, you get spanked, you go through all of these different emotions, which basically denotes the idea that you're bad or something's wrong with you, right? Which creates what we call a dualistic shield. Mm. So in that moment, you already start to victimize yourself. You start victimizing yourself the moment you actually decide to go with someone else's idea of what's right for you yeah. because you don't want to get in trouble. You just victimize yourself because you're living on a you're living on an edge of fear that is always present, ever standing in your face. So you're always making decisions based on that fear of not being bad and um, and being good and not making a mistake and being right. And so because of that, you have domestic abuse and you treat yourself that way. And then we begin to antiquate our own creator as a Santa Claus theory. So now we have creation as Santa Claus. So you're good, you get gifts, and if you don't, you don't. And then we create it as good karma, bad karma, and we just stay stuck in this victim field. But it's like not even our fault, which is like the victim idea of it in that like this is pretty much how one, if they went through a traditional American school system, that was what we were, was ingrained in our minds and souls. And, like, now I think with what's going on, like, socially and politically and everything, it almost feels like I feel people don't realize they have another choice because they are so overwhelmed by what's going on. And it feels like we're trying to rise up and have a voice and then we make, like, five steps forward and then it's, like, 500 steps backwards. And it's, like, this perpetual, like, it's a frustration, I think, that kind of, even if you have done work, leads you back into that path from what you're talking about because that is, like, the baseline. Right. But the thing is, is that what's really happening is that a lot of people are dancing with themselves, right? Because they think they're actually really doing the work, but they don't realize that to actually grow and evolve spiritually isn't about work. Mm. It's about the ability to accept or non-accept. To accept either, one, that something is bad happening to you and you classify it as bad and therefore create an experience of that as being bad and lock that and put that on the shelf. Or two, you make a decision and realize that everything that's happening is for your highest growth. Like, for instance, like I'm doing an event in Miami and they asked me to put a grab attitude like what am I grateful for you know and um, and so the guy who's putting the event together the festival he says you know Shaman Dirk I'm putting all these things with all the teachers and all the speakers about what you're grateful for so what are you grateful for and I said I'm grateful for my um, child abuse and he goes <laughs> he goes what 
And I said, yeah, I'm grateful for my child abuse. And he goes, but that's too heavy for people. I go, and there's the problem. And there yeah. lies the problem. It's not about it's too heavy for people. If we keep babying ourselves and telling ourselves that we cannot handle the reality of something, we stay in that victim consciousness. And therefore, we perpetuate that in our in our outward environment. Remember, inner, outer, right? Your inner world is your outer world, right? So as long as we continue to play the victim consciousness, we have to have someone who victimizes us. <laughs> So how can we like undo the way of thinking that we operate and that we might not even know that that's where we're coming from? It's so deeply ingrained. The, so the first thing we have to do is basically call bullshit, right? Okay. So we have to call bullshit on a lot of things that come out of our mouth, right? And like, and, and that's what I love about perception is because even the stuff that I'm sharing you right now, there's a perception beyond that that you know that that I'm going to step into eventually. So it's like everything is like removing your attachment from your your reaction to it and just kind of be like what I call going liquid. It's like being in a liquid state, like right? Alex Mack. <laughs> totally. <laughs> <laughs> that's a '90s baby consciousness right there. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so if so if you stay in that space of one, okay, if you, you honor this this understanding of there's this consciousness that that um Isa Shaman created in this format of teaching people the new form of shamanism, I call it Talmuntu. And Talmuntu basically means that you stay in a perpetual place of love, knowing that you're always loved and you're and you're always supported, you're always in that space of love. So you're grounded in love. Okay, how do we start how do we get there? Okay, so first thing right now, I just want you to think right now. Okay. Just feel the love right now for yourself. Unconditional okay. love for yourself right now, right? That It's just pure love. So everything that's happening around you is like you're in the state of love. You're, prote- you're safe. You're protected. You're grounded in love. No matter what someone says to you, you're staying in love. No matter what happens, you're staying in love. And like that's where you're at, okay. right? So feel that right now. Okay. Good. And see how easy it is to get there? Mm-hmm. It's super easy. And yet we make things seem so difficult and they really, really aren't, right? And so when you're in that state of love, someone can be telling you all kinds of things. But as long as you're keeping your consciousness on that, that field of love, like you realize that you don't have to go into the mud, the drama. It's like imagine if I hand you a book and it says the evilness of, of, of yourself, right? You look at the cover and you're like, uh, yeah, I don't think I want to read that book. You know? <laughs> like, I'm you good. All. Like, yeah. I'm good. Like, give me another book, right? Yeah. And so it's the same thing with life. It's like things are showing up. You're getting scripts. You're handed books. You're given things. But you don't have to read it. Right. Right? But everyone thinks they have to read it because yeah. this is what they've been taught. So they've been taught that when something is given to you, you have to go into it. No, someone hands me a book and I hear the information. I go, okay, that's the data. I don't need to go into any more of that data stream. Delete, delete, delete. Yeah, I'm not in that data stream. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to listen to a song that I don't like. I'm going to change the station. Right. Right? Yes, change the station. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> right? Yes. So it's like, why am I going to put myself into something that I don't really want to hear? You know, if I'm listening to a song and I'm like, yeah, it's Beastie Boys and I'm having a good time and whatever and then I switch it over to my country music and then I'm listening to my Johnny Cash whatever and then this weird song comes out with like ding, 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 like weird stuff but I'm just boom change the station done not into it right I got the first sample of it I'm done and but that's I how we like do it people like this whole idea happens because because of what you originally said which is like when we hear the negativity or we or we hear the victimization of ourselves based on our own internal thing or other people we almost don't know how to change the station because it's like it is the status quo of like where we're starting so it's like i think that there needs to be like oh i ha- i can catch myself and say i don't want i don't need to go into that like that's i think the hardest part well let's change the word from hardest to more acceptable or easier right because even the word hard right. right in shamanism we have a belief that when you say a word you actually evoke a spirit from another dimension <gasps> to actually support that word so if you say that's hard then the spirit of hard comes and makes sure it's hard for it's you like a boner. Uh. 
right? And then if you say, oh, that's that's difficult to process, then the spirit comes in, boom, makes it difficult for you to process, right? right? So we always say either you're cursing yourself or you're or you're or you're creating. You're either doing one of the two, right? So then instead of saying it's difficult, we'd say it's um... easy and manageable to accept. Oh, okay. Or you know. For me, it's like I'm I'm able to accept it and move into it with grace, mm-hmm. right? So therefore, all of a sudden, that spirit shows up, and then it just becomes that flow, sure. right? Right. So we got to decide what kind of flow we want to go. I don't want to be in the rapids and drowning under the water. Right, so I'm right. not going to call that forth because we're creators, right? Okay. So the more we can take responsibility for our ability to recognize that we're creators, is the more we begin to recognize how actually these these things are showing up and why we're getting pulled into it. Now, this is a really funny thing. So, so uh, give you a little story. So a woman comes to me and she says, you know, um, I'm just constantly affected by everyone's negativity all the time and every time. And I said, you know what you are? You're a nosy person. (laughs) And she said, what do you mean? I said, you're so nosy that you're up in everyone's energy. Like, yeah. so that means that you actually want to be up in that space. You're mm-hmm. playing in that playground. Yeah. Look, if I see a playground and I see kids like smashing each other and yelling and screaming, whatever, I'm going to be like, I'm good. I'm not going in that playground. Let me look at the other playground and see what the kids are having fun incorporating and being in this kind of, you know, this beautiful social union with each other. Totally. Right. So, again, you have to ask yourself not can I catch myself, but can I get real with myself? Right. Like I have this one friend who's always like has so much drama. And yeah, she's always blaming other people, and I'm like, you love it, right? You exactly. Want it. Exactly. We all have a friend like that. Yeah, it's the only way you can feel connected or important or like defined. Or distract yourself, which right. is number one reason why the government and That's the system real. sets up yeah. real distractions for you because they know you want it. Right. So they're giving it to you, and then you just keep yourself distracted. Like I come back to LA, and I hear I can't tell you how many times I heard people talk about Trump, 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 Trump. Everyone's talking. And about I'm just like, you know what you can do. And they're like, what? They're waiting for some spiritual antidote <laughs> that I'm going to display upon them, you know, and I'm going to present. But it doesn't work out that way because I don't play that game. So what I simply said was what you can do is you can go to the White House and sign up and become the next campaigner for his second term. And they're like, what? They're like, why would you say that? I go, because it's, that's what you're doing, basically. Because every time you're distributing any form of distaste or energy, it's still giving energy to whatever you're distasteful yeah, of. Like, I get so annoyed on Twitter when people retweet things that he said it's ridiculous I'm like and then as but then jo- like as a joke either a as a joke or a commentary or whatever and I'm like you're just making him more prevalent exactly right yeah so it's here's like, my question with that yeah. how do we I think it's very easy and I've I've done this where I've just like not paid attention to the news for a while but I don't think that that is a wise place to exist in and well it's it's to be blind to it. Yes, you can go about your day. Like Dr. Wheel, like a holistic doctor said, like one of the his happiness cleanse was like a three-day news cleanse. And that's one of the things we can do to uplift our spirits. But I don't think that that is practical. It's important to know what's going on in the world. So how can we do that without it sucking our energy, especially when it is so negative and not only our president, but these natural disasters and, and these issues that have been so deeply rooted under the core of American history are just bubbling to the surface. How can we pay attention to that and 
be positive and be lights in this world while paying attention. So one of the things you can do is be called um, a purposeful movement, right? A purposeful movement means what? That means that if I'm going to watch the news and something is affecting me, right? The way you deal with the effect is means that you're getting poisoned. And the way that, and so in shamanism, we say when poison comes, we turn it to medicine, right? Okay. So it's like I'm going to drink a bottle of poison and sample it, and I do that a lot. I drink a lot of poison at times, and I sample it. Like what kind of poison? Oh, someone's negative thought, someone's oh, negative emotion, right. something being displayed. <laughs> to me in a song that I hear a mantra of, like for instance this constantly going on and on and on like I remember uh, I was with a teenager the other day and she was telling me how when she breaks up with her boyfriend if he cheats on her she's gonna blow up his car I was what? like where'd you get that information from she's like Tw- Taylor Swift Lisa Left Eye Lopez yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> you got it right I'm gonna like burn all his clothes and yeah. burn the house set the house That's on what fire happened. she just tried to burn his sneakers and then the whole house was also waiting to yeah. exhale <laughs> oh and waiting to exhale exactly well, so but the much. thing is is that you know so whatever it is, whatever the frequency that's sh- that's showing up in my environment, right? right. Um, if I feel a charge from it, that means that there's something I care about about it. So instead of going into victim consciousness as if I have no power about it, I don't need to share it again. What I need to do is create something that's valuable and purposeful for me to actually transmit that poison into medicine. So if I'm affected by what's happening with people in, you know, um, hurricanes and all this kind of stuff, perhaps I'm going to get involved and get uh, people to, you know, to give me things that I can collect and send it to the people, or I'm going to go down there myself and interface, right? Uh, But if it's that stuff I'm hearing about Trump, 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 and if this is like the Trump nation, right, then what I'm going to do is basically utilize the Trump nation experience and do greater in the world with the people in my life. Show up more, be present more, bring love more, give people more hope, give people more love, and actually change the hope part, scratch the hope because that's a two-way path to... uh, yeah, let's talk you know, about hope really quickly as a sidebar. We yeah, because you know, it just comes out of your mouth and yeah. you just have to catch it. It's like, like catching So we it. did a little meditation before we recorded and I said we, to I used the word hope in the meditation and you said... It basically is a crossroad. It's like basically you're playing you're playing the game of voodoo, you know, okay. because you're in a crossroads and crossroads means that there's two paths that can happen and you're not really deciding what it is. And a great Britney Spears movie. Very, exactly. Sorry. That's good. I like that. I was no. like, I'm not going to say it. I will. If it has to do with Britney, <laughs> yeah. I'll say it. Anyway, so it's like, it's, it's leaving things up to chance, essentially. Exactly. It's like, uh, you know, I, w- I made a comment once about the word hope, and I got all these letters in my email, um, uh, you know, at shamanjerk.com. Uh, like, how could you even say something like that? You're a shaman. You shouldn't give up the hope. Not You know, and I said, like, okay, mom, I get it. I understand you're underprogrammed, and your program idea is hope has something to do with some religion. Like, I hope for the love to come, you know, but the thing is, what you're really saying is, is that you're basically leaving it to chance and you're not taking a responsible path as a creator and as a, like as an integral being of power to actually decide what you would actually like to be present in mm-hmm. your life. Again, once you say a word, the spirits come up and they're like, oh, hope, limbo. They put you right in limbo. Oh. Like, you don't know. You don't know what you want. So you don't know. Right. Oh, you don't know. OK, limbo, you go. So be definitive. So if something's not happening in your life, that means you're in limbo. You know, realize that you've created some kind of belief system, some system that has now put you in limbo. And basically limbo is a room where you walk around and you figure out what the hell you really want. Real. So how do you feel as a shaman and whose opinion we respect in in terms of how you your outlook on how you approach life? When you see what's going on in the news, when you see what's going on with the natural disasters, when you see all of this stuff. Where's your head at? And like the blackout period. Yeah, exactly. I always think about that. Whenever I like get really overwhelmed, I'm just like, shaman said it's just part of the blackout. We're getting through it. That's right. 
And but yeah. is there like any more insight that you? I mean, so gained? for me, I mean, I see all the things that are happening, but I know that. I'm not if if I feel a charge for it, then I'll take action with it. Cool. But if I don't feel a charge, and my action that I take is never going to be one that's uh, distributing more poison to people's ears, more poison to people's minds. You know, it's like hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, right? It's like the whole consciousness of if I have something that's being shown to me that's disastrous or painful, you know, things that are happening in the world. I have to ask myself, which one do I have a charge on? And then is the charge because I'm upset about it? And if I'm upset about it, then what am I going to do about it, right? And mm-hmm. so then I take action upon it. And I don't just sit back and complain and talk or whatever. I actually go Japanese on a lot of things. Quote, unquote, Japanese. Explain what, what that means. What does that mean? Going Japanese. Chopsticks. Yeah. So going Japanese. Ha! <laughs> right? <laughs> is basically um, when Japanese people don't like, like someone or want to deal with someone, they don't talk about it. They completely just... You're completely like ace out. Ace out. Yeah. Like uh, they peace out. Like they're like they're, you know, they're they're done. They don't like there's no, you know, like let me can talk about it and whatever. And so for me, it's like if I don't like something, I'm not gonna spread more poison. I'm gonna say things like yeah, did you hear what happened with such and such said this and that and the other? Uh, how do you feel about it? Oh, I have a charge about it. Okay, let's do something. Right. I'm going to rally up the troops and like say, okay, it bothers you, too. Let's do something about it. Now, let's put our minds together and let's stop. Let's stop sharing pollution and start creating solution. Right. Put that on a I love a good rhyme. Okay. So, okay. Something that really catchphrases today. I love that. (laughs) Something that charges me up that is like a trigger for my inner soul. And I real and it upsets me that it is, is the lack of eloquence that our president has and the consistent negativity that he puts out there. Okay. So how, uh, so I think I know the answer, but I'm curious as to like, how would you turn the pollution into a solution with that? Because it's just something that I feel like in my heart that just like drives me crazy. Okay. Well, first of all, let's just look at the first thing before I even say anything to you about like how I would deal with it. Let's just look at you for a second, right? Yeah. Okay. It drives you crazy. Wow. That's a really strong statement. It drives something crazy. I mean, that's pretty powerful. It drives you crazy. Wow. That's like, whoa, that takes me like back to like weird science and stuff. Like, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> right. Okay. So it's driving you crazy, but what's driving you crazy because you have no control of it. Is it driving you crazy because, because I would like to think that somebody, I guess in how I approach life, like somebody who looks at the world that way or, or, or demeans people in the way that they do and speaks in the way that they do, like, shouldn't have a platform and mm. shouldn't be listened to. So I get, I, I'm just, it, like, irks me because it challenges my view of how the world should work. Right. And now here's the thing. I'm going to play with you, right? So I'm going to throw some shaman bombs on you right now. Okay? <laughs> shaman bombs. All right. So here's the first shaman bomb. The I first shaman my sound bomb effects is, machine. <laughs> right? <laughs> so the first shaman bomb is this, is that you already have an issue with people. Okay? So this is just propelling you to have a justification for you to actually feel the issue that you already have. Okay. Okay? So that's the first shaman bomb. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I judge people. Yeah, so you're already in judgment. Trump or no Trump, you're already in judgment. Trump just gave you a reason to actually talk about it. Okay. Right? right yeah. So, so it's, it's like, you know. It's, <laughs> you heard, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she has an opinion, okay? Right? Yeah. So now it's like, okay, my opinion can be talked about now because did you say this shit? Right? Right. right? And so right. Whereas, whereas before, if Trump wasn't in office, you probably would bury that opinion down or probably bury it down because you think it's not relevant for you to talk about it because why are you speaking about it? I actually more- don't. 
don't talk about it. It's something that's like in my core that that's like, still just talking bubbles. about it. Because even if it's something's bubbling, that means your cells are talking about it. Oh yeah, they okay? are. Okay, and it's sure. it's causing a physical reaction. I don't like so it. So that's a charge, mm-hmm. right? So regardless, that means that you're aware that there's already an energy there, right? And so yeah. you obviously know that that energy was always already there, but now you're justifying yourself to be able to feel it. Word. Okay. Okay. I get that. Now, second bomb. Mm-hmm. All right. Second bomb <laughs> is is that your idea of morality, right? So yeah. your idea of morality is based on the fact that he's saying things that he shouldn't say. Yeah. Mm. And your morality is in the fact that he's spreading negativity. Yeah. Mm. Well, don't people do that all the time? Sure. Yeah, unfortunately. Let's remove unfortunately. Okay. Let's just simply yes. say they do it, right? And yet now it's more pronounced because now we have a leader who's running, you know, United States who's doing it. And so what difference does it make between him doing it and other people doing it all the time? And don't you do it too? Yeah. Right. And so if you're doing it, he's doing it, and everyone else is doing it, mm-hmm. what is the morality here we're really looking at? Is it the fact that you're upset because of the fact that you have no control of yourself because you do it, and now you need him to be a, a stand figure for the fact that now you can actually say, and I need to look at this and be upset about it? But what are you really upset? Because the thing is, we're never really what's upset on the outside. Right. We're always upset about what's going on on the inside. I mean, I miss Obama. Is that part of it? <laughs> but you miss Obama because what did Obama do? I just, it was just like cool and like seemed like you like, want to hang out with. That's so cool. I love LA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean it's so some, hot, right? He said things. Sexy. Oh my god, it's super cool, right? He said things. <laughs> it's so rad. In a way that I, <laughs> I should get my Rob Roscoff skateboard out and just like rock it right yes. now. <laughs> I guess he he matched oh more how god. I saw a president. Being. You're mad that Trump isn't presidential and that he's an asshole. I think that that's part of it. But what yeah. is presidential? Like, because Obama Someone chooses not to... Because Obama speaks eloquently. I like that part, yeah. Okay. So, someone who doesn't speak eloquently is, to you, doing something wrong. Well, you know, I speak into a microphone for a living, and I don't think I always hit the most eloquent points, but... So, I'm, I don't think that, but that's an interesting point. What if I was to say that Trump is a great agitator? I'd agree with you. The agitator that America needs. It's I been agree. Said. We've I, talked about yeah, this. I think that the, it's the agitator. I don't know. Yes, I do. Think what if that. it's the agitator we, that's going to take us a quantum leap forward, to pull out all the shit and the muck and all the dirty stuff under the things that we don't really want to deal with because we want to be cool, rad, and awesome and hang out in that really cool Obama field, right? <laughs> Obama, but, right, which is Ooh. great. Which is great. Don't <laughs> yeah. get me wrong. But I mean, what if the universe is saying it's time for you all to clean the bottom of the bar? I fully I think fully that's true. Think that too. And what if Trump is the one that agitates us to look in the bottom of the barrel? I mean, I've, I'm aligning that's, with what you're saying. Yeah, that's to me the only thing that has given me solace is that idea. Solace? I would think it would be a celebration. People are actually going to actually let you know how they really are. You're going to see true faces. Finally, no one's going to be hiding behind the cloak shield, running around smiling in your face and acting like everything is so peachy keen when in fact they can't stand you. Or perhaps they are racist and they want and they've never been able to tell you that they're racist and now they're like, I'm gonna march down the street, you're gonna see me in that crowd. Mm. Right? And you know, and I want to see them. I want to see them because then I know what I can change. Right. See, that's when I see change. I see change when people are showing up their, the way they really want to be, not yeah. when they're hiding behind these masks and these illusions and, and playing like, you know, like, you know, V, 
basically. Like, I see everyone's face. It's like, oh, yeah, you're all happy. Bullshit. You know? And the truth of the matter is, I can't interface with anything unless I'm able to see it for what it is so that I know exactly how to approach it. Mm. And that's the thing that we haven't done yet in America. We've stuffed, we stuffed, we stuffed, we stuffed, we stuffed. And 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 so our spirit, even though people don't want to agree with it, chose Trump as a way to agitate ourselves. And in shamanism, we call that the trickster, the coyote, the Loki, the one who's come to play games with your own energy to get you to get to a place where you get so angry and so upset and you realize that all the anger and upset was already there, Mm. but you didn't never give yourself a chance to let it out. That's a great shaman shaman bomb. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. Like the one thing that's been agitating me more than anything recently is the like, and I talked about this on our last episode, so I don't want to get too into it, but um, the NFL kneeling thing and how people are creating like this whole narrative that they're disrespecting the military. And it's like just becoming this like conversation that I'm like, that is way for me out of line of what the point is. And that's my one thing of agitation, but you're right. It's like, yeah, we never dealt with slavery and like segregation. Like that has all just existed. And we're like, oh, we we voted for a black president. Like, yeah, good for right, us. Yeah. We did a great job. But like that was a lie, just like everything else. But it's all a lie, my say it's all a lie, my dear. <laughs> Getting tongue tied. Um, because the thing is, is that it's not about racism. Right. It's not about Trump. It's not about any of these things. These are all blinking lights to get you to look at something. What it's really about is the human race. Yeah. Why do we think it's okay to hurt a life form? Right. Why do we think it's okay to degrade ourselves? And put ourselves in boxes. And put ourselves in boxes or label ourselves like, this is gay, this is straight, this is bisexual. Liars. It's nothing. You just labeled it. It doesn't mean it's real. Yeah. That's not real. That's your own interpretation of real. To the spirit world, you are just spirits involving and experiencing and moving and all these things. They don't go, oh, that person's gay, that person's bisexual, that person's (laughs) transsexual, that person's straight. I mean, that's ridiculous. I just saw you in like a Hunger Games type scenario. Area where people present their reality to you and then you go, liar! <laughs> <laughs> liar! Yeah. And then they have to go back to like their mortality to work it out before they get to crossover. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, come on. It's like, there's a point of where it's like most of, a great portion of society lives in fantasy and fairy tales, mm-hmm. but they think they're logical beings. Because like, it keeps them safe and, and people need to like understand things. Right, but they're not understanding nothing right. because the whole idea of judgment is actually to limit you from any data. It's like basically you're putting a blocker, a virus in your being, and you're not letting data and information streams come in that are actually helping you to evolve your system. So it's like, yeah, I can put labels on things to to identify it, but to classify it, identify it. I mean, one time I was talking to this um, uh, friend of mine, and he's African-American, as what they call it. And um, he goes, I can't believe you don't have issues when someone called you a nigger. And I was like, "Um, why? Should I? Mm. He's like, well, yeah. I go, oh, is that because this my biological spacesuit tells me that's what I'm supposed to do? I'm mm-hmm. supposed to fall in line with that, the rules of that label? Yeah. I go, because um, this is just my biological spacesuit. I chose this body to actually fulfill certain things that I've come to this planet to fulfill. Mostly the color it's and so the... beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is that I don't play in that, that playground. Right. I'm not playing in the playground like, oh, I'm a nigger. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like... My brain just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't play in that field, you right. know, because the thing is, I don't put myself into that mindset, that category. Right. And right? to be reactive, even on like a simpler level, is to the, to, is to victimize yourself. That's right. And then it's to say on some level, like you're saying, 
I believe that to be true and now I need to defend it and and it's just like doesn't do anything. Yeah, I call it self self flagellation yeah. of, you know, of the supernatural like You're kind. getting so angry and worked up for someone else who was being hateful. For what? Yeah. And the thing is, are they really being hateful or are they just expressing the knowledge and data that they know? Which is very small. Which could be very small because they don't have any new information has been given in. Are they told not to look for any new information? I do feel really bad for those people who are like that angry or that misinformed that they have to have this like sad little life where they like they only want to be with other white but people. But they don't know any different. Right. And that's why it's sad. They don't see like a monkey doesn't know what's on the top of the tree unless he goes up there. Right. 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 And like when I was a kid, I was young. I had the guy, this uh, this guy who was like a skinhead, you know, he had like threatened me with a gun and told me that, you know, nigger, coon bear, blah, 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 blah. I used to call me all these things. And the spirits are like, just tell him, you know what? I'm sorry that the guys beat you up on the basketball court and, you know, and it didn't work out for you. And he was like, what did you say? And I said, yeah, because you wanted to play basketball with other black guys. And they said, oh, you're a white boy. You can't play basketball. And they kept asking them. And then they beat him up. And ever since then, he's had a hate for blacks. And I was like, and, I, and he, when I told him that, he just stopped. Wow. And I said, I'm not that guy on the court. Mm. I actually love you. Yeah. I actually would play basketball. I actually would be friends with you. Yeah. And he just broke down. You know, and the reason why he broke down was because I removed, you know, you know, like um, I love Depeche was like, enjoy the silence. Right. I broke that silence field. I broke through that barrier of his reality of what he was buying into to make up for the pain that he felt Mm. versus me going through and actually diminishing that pain by actually taking acknowledgement of it. And then also letting him know that that would have never happened with me. Yeah. And that I love you. And, yeah. like, we would be awesome friends and have so much fun together. Right? And so when I meet racist people, I deal with that. Like, I've had many people I've met who've, who've been racist with me. And then they shift immediately. And they always say this thing to me, like, you're not like the others. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what that means exactly. But I yeah. see that you're, I mean, I, I guess for me, it's helping you to adapt to understand that not all, you whatever you have your issue. And a lot of the issues comes is that they feel that black people are mad at them. So they also have another angst with that as well. I, that is part of the argument. But what is the argument? Right. The argument is basically simple, is that our culture, of our species on planet Earth, not just in America, but all over the world, because I travel all over the world and I see the same thing show up in different ways. The big issue, the, the talk, the calamity of, of conversation that needs to be brought to the forefront is the fact that we do not interface with the opposition or that lean into our aversion. So what we do is we judge it, we classify it, we lock it up, we bury it, we throw it away, we demonize it, we make it wrong, and we feel justified. Mm-hmm. But in fact, it continues to attack us because the moment you step into duality as a way to solve your problems is the moment you go to limbo together. Mm. You're going to be limbo with, you know, limbo with someone you can't stand. <laughs> right. Right? That's where you stay until you work it out. And the thing is... That's where America is right now. That's right. <laughs> They're in North limbo. Korea. In everywhere in itself. In Turkey, yeah. too. They're in, you know, you go into a limbo state and you stay in limbo with the thing you cannot stand until you can learn to love it, love past fear, love past boundaries, love past color, love past everything that you feel you're justifiably right about. Mm. That's how, that's the key to true understanding of what it means to grow spiritually. Like, I hear a lot of times people talk about, um, like, a woman came to me, she goes, you know, I'm very spiritual and, like, it's my husband's not spiritual. I go, really? 
So you are the you are the you are the uh, the prime majesty of the spiritual <laughs> understandings and the ethics and laws of spirituality that you give the diplomas of who's spiritual and not. How does one get one? Yeah, you know, <laughs> do tell. You know, is Can it? I apply? Do I have to go to India and get and worms in my stomach and throw up a couple times and see Durga? Yeah, and and, and you know, and, and do I have to you know to chant in the street? Do I have to go to church and fall down and speak in tongues? Do I have to play with crystals and you know and drink green smoothies and do yoga and and and, and be able to bend in every which way before I am considered a spiritual being or is it no more than the fact of me just being aware of the choice to want to grow Shaman bomb. Shaman bomb. <laughs> you see, when the shaman bomb wouldn't blow up, it would just go like. Bling. Yeah, it'd be like it a just really sparkle. Like, it would sparkle. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We'll add that in post. <laughs> like a little sparkler. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no bottles will be coming to the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's all about you. Yeah. <laughs> but do you understand? Do you understand what yeah, I'm saying? One hundred percent. That's the conversation. And when I meet with world leaders, when I meet with the the, the part of society that is that one and two percent they even don't understand right they're like well we're pushing and pushing and pushing like, that's your problem is you're pushing you're not understanding you don't even understand why they say these things you don't even know why what they feel every single day you know the saying is you walk in another person's shoes then you will understand why they walk the way they walk and why they think the way they think you're not interfacing no one's interfacing I have a rapist that I worked with and, you know, he said no one wanted to work with him because he was a rapist and that he was in prison and all these different things. And I said to him, you know, um, what does that feel like to you to know that no one will interface with you to help you understand why you became the way you became? Mm. He said it hurts because I want to change, but no one's giving me a chance. People are like, well, he's a rapist. That's it. Throw away the key. Done. Right. But what I found out by working with him was that when he was young, he was in love with a girl. He was in love with these girls. He had he was like everyone was getting, you know, into relationships. And this girl made fun of him and told him that he was ugly and told him all these things. He never got love from his mother. He never got uh, infection. He never got told that he was beautiful and all these things. And he started developing this anger and no one would help him with his anger. That anger then turned into rage and that rage then turned into I'm going to go and teach women that they want me. I'm going to force it upon them and let them know how much they really want me. Ooh. Now, as, as sick as that may sound... I mean, it makes sense. There's a darkness, a plague. You know, when I think when I see these shows like Walking Dead and everyone's like, ooh, Walking Dead, number one show, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, number one show, just look at your freaking window. It's all around you. It is. You know? Go downtown LA, bro. Yeah, I mean, Walking Dead is around you Hollywood. because <laughs> everywhere. Every, the whole world has Walking Dead. Zombies who've been programmed by the system who want to eat you because the fact that they need to constantly take, they all have a plague. There's a plague going on. It's called Dark Matter. And yet science has been able to record it, but you cannot be able to see it. And that dark matter gets inside you. It gets inside your spirit first. Then it gets into your brain. Then it gets into your emotions. And then it gets into your body. And when that thing takes over, you start acting crazy. That's when people act crazy. I go, oh, you have, they're ill. Okay, they have a sickness. Okay, I know. I get it. And the cure for that sickness is acceptance and love. Letting that sink Let's in. Let's go out to the streets. Enjoy the silence. <laughs> Shaman bomb. Shaman bomb. This segment is brought to you by Shaman bomb. Shaman bomb. Drinks and tonics that lift your spirits and blow you up. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> Blow up your way of thinking. Yes. Seriously, it's time. It's time. Yeah. And we are so powerful. We're all so powerful. Like, even when I'm here with both of you powerful ladies, I love the information that comes out of you. You know, that's, it, may, it gives me a wonderful feeling to be able to express and share with you. Yeah. Same. So, like... I- yeah, go for it, girl. I was just gonna ask in in that with the idea of love and harnessing that within ourselves. Like, what is something that we can that you recommend we do to like reground that into that coming from that place within ourselves? Get off Twitter, get into your right. Heart. Yes, but I think that it is like we just came off a of social media detox, and that's great. But like, we can't run a business from that place in in 2017. So. He knows he's a Instagram. You know star. you're an, you're verified. You get it. Um, <laughs> Mum's the word. <laughs> so like, what it to exist on this plane as with the Walking Dead moving on around us and like taking care of our own shit is so crucial. But like, there's there's things pulling at that that aren't lending to that on a daily basis. Okay. So how can we? help us get there within ourselves well first thing you have to do is you have to identify what is not necessary actually for your evolution right Mm -hmm. so once you begin to take the take a step back and then look and say what is not necessary for my evolution what is actually dead weight in my boat because if you're on a boat right and you have all this stuff in your boat and that boat's going slow and weighing down that's because you got stuff in there that's dead weight you got to empty it out right so the first thing you do is you take inventory and how do you take inventory you look at what everything is your energy is going to right like for me i play video games and that's definitely necessary for my evolution playstation 4 (laughs) not sponsored but open to it open to it (laughs) you know it's necessary for my evolution cartoons are necessary for my evolution being a kid you know um is necessary for my evolution so i put my energy there Mm -hmm. Uh, Meditation, definitely necessary for my evolution because I can see how it affects me, Mm -hmm. right? And how it allows me to go even further in myself. Social media, definitely necessary for my evolution because by being on social media, I'm able to deliver messages to people that I would never be able to talk to or connect with and give them love through techno, right? So that, do that, do that. <laughs> through that, you know. I'm obsessed with you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a visual. I mean, people want to say like, okay, you have to like, you know, do talks from your equipment and stuff like that. Fine. You want to go spend time. You don't have to call it a detox. Just simply call it a balance. You know, you're creating a balance because you do know that you can't actually demonize that and make it not a part of your evolution because, hey, folks, I was talking to these parents the other day and they're like, my son plays too much on the computer. I'm like, sorry, but your son's brain is wired differently than yours and technology will be the future along with everything else so you need to be able to adapt to change but do it in a way that creates balance with the necessary functions of how we're operating in Mm. life and so if you are wanting to find that out the first thing you have to do is stop demonizing and making it wrong for what it is you're doing i always tell people if you want to quit smoking don't tell yourself you should quit smoking with anger start actually acknowledging it and kind of stepping into it with a place of love and then the shifting is going to happen naturally and you're going to end up quitting smoking Mm -hmm. but if you face anything with like you're going to war and battle with it then whatever is coming at you is going to come at you even stronger so all of a sudden you'll be sleeping in your bed and you'll wake up you'll be like twitter (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know you'll be sleeping you'll be like oh oh my god i can't sleep i can't sleep instagram right yeah. and the thing is because whatever you're trying to make bad is going to show up and say 
Hello, sucker. It's literally being a child when your parents like, you can't go to that thing. And you're like, I am going to go to that thing. You got it. You become obsessed. That's you right. have to do it. That's right. That's why you have to take a different approach with it, mm. right? So the first thing is, is being able to drop the dead weight that is not serving you and getting into your purpose. Now, the other thing is, what is the value ascertained from that which you're putting your energy in? Meaning, what does it give you as a value? And what is it doing for the greater good? Because everything you do should have a purpose, not just the, the me, 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 or the I, I, I. It should be a we, we, we in, 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 in that state, right? Mm. So everything you're doing, if it's really operating from the highest place of you, it's going to be for the greater good, right? Yeah. So if you're on Instagram and you're just taking pictures of your hot bod, I'm you not quite <laughs> sure if that's for the greater good unless there's some people who feel like, you know, they need to check out your body. But the truth of the matter is it's not a we factor. It's an I factor. But what so, about all those guys jerking off to our bods? Well, you know, those guys are jerking <laughs> off to your bods because they're actually maybe they could be creating that as a greater good for themselves because they feel good inside. That's what I'm saying. And I'm getting a job. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, pay it forward. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. So does yeah. that answer your question? So that's the first Absolutely. key to go into. The second is is your communication to self, not your communication. Your communication to others is an identification of how you're actually communicating to yourself. So if you're going around complaining and bitching and, and, and pointing the fingers, most likely, I'm going to give you some shaman, I'm going to give you some shaman tomes, okay? okay? So if you say out loud that the world doesn't understand me, what you're really saying in shamanism is you don't understand you. Mm. If you say people are never there for me, what you're basically saying is that you're never there for you. If you're saying that it's really hard to come across really beautiful things in life, what you're basically saying is that you don't let yourself see the beautiful things. Oh, sad. Right? If you say that um, I'm always alone and no one's ever there for me, that means that you don't pay attention to your needs and you're never there for you. Mm. So if you understand the shaman tones, if you understand that everything that you are actually saying is a reflection of what your soul is saying to you, right? then you actually begin to make the shifts and changes. So the same thing is your inner dialogue, your outer dialogue has to be in uh, a congruent uh, energy form. That means that they have to be in sync. They have to have a symbiosis to the energy of which you're wanting to bring forth in purposeful direction. So if you're, op- if you're operating like life is hard, but let me go on Instagram, I guarantee you the message and the energy is not coming clear. Beautiful. Shaman D taking us to church today. We needed this. Seriously. I have to give a shout out to your live Instagrams that you do. Okay. I just really appreciate them. If you guys aren't following at Shaman Dirk on Instagram, if you're looking for a, a dose of inspiration and just shaman bombs, mm-hmm. often I highly recommend following you and checking that out because I do appreciate them so much. Thank you. I, I, You know what? It's really funny because um, I wanted to create, I want, my next goal that I'm doing is to create a, a podcast and call it uh, The Rogue Shaman. Yes. You know, be, <laughs> but I need to learn how to put it, the whole thing together so I can get oh, my team in. Oh, we got you. Okay, so that that's perfect. And then, um, so creating The Rogue Shaman and then I want to like make it where, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm not afraid. And I, for me, it's like, getting other people to not to be afraid. Mm-hmm. It's like, you got to walk on the edge of reality. That's why I always tell people, like, you know what? You can do all the crazy things and whatever and take drugs and that and whatever, but I am a drug. You know, I am the crazy, right? And that's when you're real. Is when you're actually, if you're pretending that everything's okay and you're not crazy, you're not, you're not real, right? Because at this day and age where you are, you got to be wild. You got to wild it out. You got to be crazy. You got to know that you have to defy the things that are being shown to you because then you're going to survive. The mm-hmm. survivors are the ones who are crazy. The ones who act normal, they're not going to make it. Their boat's going to sink, unfortunately, because they're not pulling crazy out of them. 
And you got to get crazy. You cannot live on planet Earth right now with everything that's going on and not pull crazy out. That's what I say. (laughs) (laughs) Seth's been saying that for a long time. Maintaining that. (laughs) (laughs) Holding it down over here. Yeah. In crazy life. Like when a guy says, you know, a guy says um, says to to me about, my wife is crazy. I say, your wife is real. Yeah. You're just having difficulty with it because Mm -hmm. she's she's pulling it out. Mm -hmm. And you don't know how to handle it. Mm Because when you say, oh, women are crazy, you're damn right they are because they're our leaders. And you're actually holding them back from using their intuition because women can sense danger. They are here to guide us so we don't go into danger. Use the powers that we've all been given. And mm-hmm. it's like, if you think women are crazy, then you have to recognize that crazy is what it needs to be. Yeah, like it wouldn't exist if it didn't need to. Exactly. You know? Embrace it. That's why you're my buddy. Shaman <laughs> <laughs> D, where can our listeners find you? We mentioned your Instagram. Anything else fun in the works? So I, let's see, what does my schedule look like? I'm going to be in San Diego starting next week. So if you want to um, see me in person, I'm in L.A. for now. So you can also contact shamandurek.com. Contact Sam at Shaman Dirk. He's my assistant and best mate. And um, you can... Um, Basically, in contact with him if you want to come in and see me in person or in San Diego. I'm going to be in Miami the week after. And if you go on to um, the same thing, you can look at my dates. I'm going to be speaking at the Ohm Festival, um, which is going to be great. So I'm going to be do- talking about transversing the dark period. And I'm going to be doing um, an elemental meditation and then holding a shamanic ceremony at the very end. It's going to be great. We have a lot of amazing people there that are like some of my friends, like Biad and just wonderful. Yeah. I love her so much. Yeah. So she's going to be there and we're going to hold down. We're going to hold it down. Awesome. And um, so also, too, um, I'll be in New York. I'll be, well, I'll be in Chicago because I'm recording an album with Jimmy Chamberlain from the Smashing Pumpkins. What? We're doing, yeah, so I, we're doing um, a shamanic, like, journey experience. We performed it at La Revitalize the last uh, couple of weeks ago. And then we performed Sad. it at the Soho House for 100 people. We had FOMO. We didn't make Major it this year. Phone. I know. I know. I, I had um, I'm sad mode because you weren't there. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Let's just keep it real. Uh. Um, so, um, but I have to say this year was amazing. It was less clicky and more about like, and I, so I created a ceremony with Jimmy Chamberlain, with uh, Jason Watchup to create an energy container that we, that it created more about a family vibe and mm. then help people to release their egos and leave it at the far gate at the, at the Ritz Carlton where we were at that gate that's way out there. I was like, leave that <laughs> leave shit at the ego. gate. Just drop it off. (laughs) Just drop it off. Drop that shit off. Same. Right? I was not into it the year before. I was like, no, I'm sorry. Drop it off. That's hilarious. Right? And so they dropped it off and it got real. It got real. It It got love. It got it got it got energy. It, It became something great. So we performed there and then after I'm going to New York. And then I go to Mexico to take a little breezer and just relax and just, you know, write and connect and talk to myself and work on my own shadows and then going to uh, back to Istanbul, Turkey, and then I'll be around again. But, you know, it can change at any given time. I'm actually hoping right now there's a big opportunity for me to go speak at the Global Citizens, which is where I get to speak to like 60 billionaires and rural families and all the major world leaders about like what needs to happen to change. Mm. So I'm on the waiting list to see if I'm going to be a speaker so yeah. they need you you're crossing yeah. it but if you know if it's not meant to be this year it'll be next yeah, year so I'm, I'm cool check no, their well, egos at the Ritz Carlton door and yeah so they're going to be checking their egos <laughs> at the airport at Montenegro if you don't go <laughs> we can slide into their DMs with this episode there Absolutely. you go exactly take that Saudi leaders. and if you guys ever get a chance to give Shaman D a hug do so there's nothing few, there are a few things more magical it's time for our 
Today's Roses and Thorns is brought to you by something really exciting. Were you going to say what it is, Steph? That was, good. that was like a lead in. Patreon.com backslash so retrograde, you guys. We have finally opened up this world to a subscription service. What does that, what does mean? that mean, Elizabeth? Tell us. We have exclusive listener content, different tiers based on what speaks to you and your heart. Mm-hmm. We've got guided meditations with Stephanie and I. We've got monthly group conversations with Stephanie and I and this TSR community. You have early access to episodes. You've got additional episodes. Additional episodes. Early access to merch. Video content. And more. We're just so So thrilled. retrograde after dark, you guys. It's coming. So um, head over, as Steph said, to patreon.com. It's the sluttier version of what's already a very slutty show. Exactly. <laughs> patreon.com slash so retrograde. To those of you who've already joined the tribe, thank you. We're so excited to have you. And for anyone else who's interested, come join us. Check, Check it, it out. out. So patreon.com slash so retrograde. Um, we're just really excited to grow this and grow with you guys. So let's do this. More to come. Um, now, now to get into the roses and thorns section of the show. Yes. Where should we begin? I think we should start with the two fun giveaways that we're offering our beautiful listeners. I think a rose, a callback to a rose a little while ago is this. Um, brand Zupa Noma, which Elizabeth is the soup. I'm obsessed with them. They're in my fridge. They're like my snack on the go. They're these delicious, like all veggie, some fruit space soups um, that we love. That a listener, it's her company, which is so dope. Amazing. And they have some new flavors, and I actually saw them in Whole Foods just now. Isn't it exciting? Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is a full thing. I know it's like uh, a real thing. <laughs> and um, it's you can get them delivered to your house, so um, you guys can win a delivery of Zupanoma, which is so fun. Um, also, a callback to another major rose, our Low Roxborough <gasps> episode a few months back. We've got the roller, we've got the book, we've got. The video. Do you want to talk about my boss move with the roller? Yeah, Steph brings it to our <laughs> yoga classes. Like, she's like, no big deal. I'm just bringing this prop. That is like a next I level bring my scenario. Own prop. I roll out my back before we start the class. Right. And then I roll out when the class is over. And like, it's honestly shifting my practice. It's amazing. And I just do it when I watch TV. But we'll get into TV watching in a little bit. There's of no course. really space in my room to do that. Um, <laughs> But uh, so all you need to do, we're doing a good old callback to previous giveaway entries. Leave us a review on iTunes because that helps our vibe. Um, send us a screenshot at that's so retrograde at gmail.com to be entered to win. And if you've already left a review, thank you. And uh, just send that over in an email and you're re-entered. So yay. So What's the fun. other giveaway? We, it's the Zupanoma and the Lola. Oh, right, right. Sorry. And I, like, I was owned up for some a second. Really, it's okay. <laughs> so I'm sure some of our listeners did too. So like a good recap is always in order. Um, also, we have some fun giveaways that we'll be giving away via Instagram mm-hmm. at So Retrograde. So be sure to watch that space. Okay. My first rose is someone I've loved for a long time that's gotten me through some pretty tough times in my life that has been through his own struggles that continues to be just an artist on the forefront of consciousness and humanity and truth and darkness and messiness and awesomeness. 
fucking Marshall Mathers, Eminem, what's good? Thanks for making your return at the exact correct time in the universe because holy shit, did you watch his fucking thing on Absolutely. the Hip Hop Awards? I'm a Detroit girl. Eminem has always been my number one. I know. Sitting in my car during lunch break in high school, rapping to his music yeah. with all of my girlfriends. Yeah. Look, now looking back on that was probably a very insane thing to see, but... You know, hometown boy. Dude, that rap, he summed up every problem that we have right now in the most beautiful freestyle. If, if you guys haven't seen it, just everyone's tweeting it. I tweeted it. Like, it's everywhere. It's Eminem at the 2017 Hip Hop Awards in Miami, Same Florida. And he just drops the fucking truth hard. And it's interesting because, and this is kind of weird. So I went to a wedding this weekend in Florida. And I know that, Half the people at this wedding are Trump supporters. And we've been having all these conversations and I'm really trying not to be judgmental. Because you guys are Mar-a-Lago adjacent. Right. I don't even know what the fuck <laughs> where that is. But, <laughs> but you know, I'm really trying not to be judgmental and I'm really trying to, like, understand that, like, like the shaman said, like, there's just, like, a lack of programming or per- perspective, whatever. But I was watching everyone at this club dance to, like, hip-hop music and, like, sing songs from artists who I know are, like, very much against the politics... The- politics that these people are supporting and just in my head I'm like do you think they would like this song if they knew that this person was an anti-Trump like I don't know if it's about that I think sometimes like art just has the power to transcend and that's like it doesn't matter like what your views are I know that and I feel that but it just was a funny yeah convergence for me of knowing that my friends are like rapping along to artists who like that they that their position in the world is against the Trump position of the world, who's right, right, clearly like racist and trying to hold people down. That's not an opinion; it's just fact. But Eminem's like, if you're, if you're any fan of mine, that's a supporter of his. I'm gonna draw a line in the sand. Like, even though for me it is a little divisive, I was just like, come correct. Like, don't support someone who's trying to put down the people that like make the music that you like. I don't know. It was just like a very like, yeah, it was cool, reflective, true moment. It was awesome. And he's always like, he's always been a pop culture rapper, you know? Yeah. The Christina Aguilera, Fred Durst, Carson of it all. Oh my God. From back in the day. Yes. Like, I feel like this is just the iteration of that in 2017. Yeah. I, it was just like really cool to say. So that's my first rose. Um, we need more people aggressively. Oh, he's that. so, t- so I, I saw Eminem in Detroit perform at Comerica Park like over a decade ago and it was bad and it was like a bummer it was him and d12 it was like a big deal they did all these like multiple shows and it was like they're in detroit like everybody went and i was bummed because it was like it was not good and then obviously come to find out he was really struggling with addiction at the time and so Mm -hmm. like that all kind of weaved together and made sense and then i had the opportunity of seeing him at um lollapalooza Mm -hmm. a couple years ago and it was insane he knocked it out of the park to the point that if you would have seen like if you would just be have seen him like performing on the street the way he was performing yeah you'd be like that person needs a record deal immediately yeah and it was so cool to watch somebody who who i who i'd loved for so long who just like deserves deserves overcoming his own demons yeah it was amazing he's so talented it's insane thank you eminem thank you eminem okay another rose can we just keep doing roses yeah Oh, wow. Um, 
got a couple roses. One like kind of serious and the other is really fun. One, Shiva bagels. No. <laughs> <laughs> Rose and That's a real thorn. silver lining. <laughs> yeah, so I went home to Michigan um, as an update from previous episode. My grandma Sally passed away last week. And um, I'm it's so much peace knowing that she's at peace. That's so good. And it was really beautiful to have the opportunity to say goodbye to her and know that she is in a better place. Um, and I guess a rose, you know, it's when when someone passes away, I felt the floodgates of all my memories with her come forward. It's so weird how that happens, right? Like things you don't think about for like your entire life. Yeah. That was happening with me and my grandma too. I was like, oh my God, like all of these this things. person like shaped my reality. And like, I just have never realized it until they're gone. It's like, it's kind of like their energy gets like reawoken awoken. in you. Absolutely. So it's I really had cool. the privilege of, of driving her home a couple of years ago from my parents' house to her house. It was like a 20-minute ride. And in the car ride, she kind of gave me this like 20-minute summary of her life's journey, which was so cool. And, you know, within that conversation, there were like massive relationships in her life that were summed up in like one sentence or events that were summed up in one sentence. Mm -hmm. And ever since that conversation, what I took away from that is like, how is this, how will this be represented in the summary of my life? Like, how will this fit into the sentence? And it's a really great way of like, cutting out the bullshit exactly like it's just nothing is that serious it's not going in the sentence it's not going in the paragraph even mm-hmm. bye bye or like if it is significant like how do I want to craft that sentence right so that was just a beautiful lesson that. that I was able to to get from her a number of years ago but it will always stick with me and um that's beautiful you know unfortunately anytime there is sadness in in a family it really brings it together but fortunately it brings us all together and it was such a gift to be able to gather with everyone who's scattered across the country and come together and celebrate our grandma and do shots of schliffowitz i think that's how it's like this plum alcohol that when she was in (laughs) when she was in hospice she was like i have i think i'm saying it wrong i might be I have this alcohol in my cupboard if you guys want it. And my dad was like, we'll save it for the Shiva darkness. Sorry. <laughs> and so we all took a shot of it, celebrating her. And it was just such a beautiful memory. That's and, really cute. And Sarah slash Sally Cott, I love you. And thank you for, for being my grandma. Aw, thanks, Sally. Thanks, Sally. We love you. So um, that was like the biggest rose of all, just being able to celebrate her. That's really sweet. Now, onto a completely different rose. I want to celebrate you for a second because, my friend, you not only have. <laughs> this is just, I mean. Never heard her get that serious. We've before. known each other for so long and, yeah. like, have gone through so many ups and downs in our careers together and, well, like, mostly downs. Traveled no. <laughs> through and traveled through, you know, we're creative partners and yeah. we work together on so many things. And I'm just so excited that. You have a TV show that you're in that's premiering on Showtime this Sunday called White Famous. Woohoo! Catching in episode Farrow, three, starting out in, in episode three. And Lady, like, if you for the OG listeners, if you remember, Stephanie went to Washington D.C. to record a movie over two years ago, and I was nowhere to be found. And um, 
you can listen to those episodes. <laughs> Elizabeth is by herself. <laughs> That's what Stephanie was doing. And the movie's on iTunes now. It's called Ladylike. It's uh-huh. so exciting. Yeah. You're amazing in it. Thank you. And I love, I, and I just love your range of being able to play a college student <laughs> at age 29. So Even though two weeks ago I auditioned for someone who was 22 and they told me I was too old. And then you went and got Botox. <laughs> I was like, and we're freezing my forehead and, today. And we're making the appointment. Yeah. Um, so that Thank is just, you. I'm just so thrilled and on top of that our friend Sarah Silverman show is premiering on Hulu oh yeah oh my god you guys I love you, you have America. to watch it it's so good if you if you want to actually before before it premieres well this will probably air but there's also right now the song the intro song is on the internet it's just like saying all the right things in all the right we're ways we're so excited about this I remember a couple years ago she was like I want to do a show that's like you know like politically minded and she's like I don't know if anyone would want to watch it and you and I were like shut the fuck up everyone will want to watch it now we're like we need you to make something here it is so she manifested she's so brilliant she's so brilliant and we're so excited I'm so excited to watch it so like friends on tv I'm loving it major rose honestly you guys I've been in Los Angeles for almost 10 years and I've tried and I've failed so many fucking times and I'm still trying and I'm still failing but it is really nice to see the little successes finally come to light and I do feel like Jupiter and Scorpio like October 20 literally the day that that happened like 10 10 it was like Lady Lake dropped then like something else happened and it was just like I could definitely feel an energy shift and like it's cool that like I remember when I moved to LA I was like I'll give it five years and if like I'm not on TV in five years I'll like do something else like, what else like, would you do? Literally nothing. <laughs> that was what I told my dad because he was just like, didn't yeah. believe in me. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> you guys get it. Um, but yeah. And like, it's just like, stay in it and like, whatever you have to do to like, make your dream come true is like, just don't stop. Like, I just want to be a testament of that. Yeah. That's all I want in my life is to tell people like, if there's something in your heart, like fucking do Go it. Go for it. Because it is rewarding. So it, proud it's of you. all like the really embarrassing things I've done are totally worth it. <laughs> Lady Lake might be one of those things, but I don't care. That's okay. <laughs> um, it's a cute college it's cute. movie. It's fun. I'm excited. I'm excited to see it to again. To re-see it. To re-see it. I, went to I the- saw the, like, the screening of it like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So this I'm excited for it's this iteration. Fun. It's on iTunes and we love it. So yeah. let's support Steph and check it out. Yeah. Check so it out, proud you guys. Of you. I get money on the back end. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. I have a good lawyer. And also patreon.com slash so retrograde. Just kidding. But also not. Um, what a show. Thank you you so much again to show oh my Derek. god you're a fucking shifting light. minds and hearts and spirits we'd love to hear from you guys about how this episode resonated with you if it resonated as much as it did with both of us um again enter the uh giveaways go over to our itunes page leave a review that means so much to us and check out the patreon we're really excited and we want to make as much content as humanly possible we want this to be more than a podcast we want this to be uh, infiltrating all channels of this digital age and like of human consciousness so the more that we create the more that we can keep having this conversation and um being lights in this world you guys so that's what it's all about light it up keep it lit stay lit (laughs) uh and i'm elizabeth cott i'm stephanie simbari namaste subscribing and listening (laughs) yes that's a retrograde